Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beyond Bound podcast. This week, we are back for Staff Mutiny Part 3. That means I'm joined once again by our COO, Megan Weber, our admissions director, Ellie Smith, and our courses director, Victoria Grant. Uh, before we get into the hard-hitting holiday questions we have for your holiday-themed podcast today, um, if you're listening to this on Black Friday, the actual day that it's released, well, congratulations. Thank you for giving, uh, for caring. Thank you for caring about our podcast over the holidays. Um, I'm surprised and grateful. But uh, if you're a more realistic person and maybe you're listening to this after the holidays, I hope you find it entertaining. I hope you find it interesting. And uh, if you're a student in the community, then you're a student that knows the right type of person, the type of person that belongs in this community. And that makes you the ideal person to help us recruit. So if you go to beyondbound.us slash refer, there's a special offer there. You can get free registration to an event of your choice. You get um, free uh, free access to our Navigate course, which we'll be running again next year. Um, and the student that you refer gets $250 off of the registration, which is the best discount that we offer ever in the history of the world. So that's a pretty cool deal. And even as for you as a student, that's like an 800, almost a $900 value that you get for free if you refer a student and they enroll with us. So um, we would be eternally grateful and we show a small part of that gratitude with this offer. So if you go to beunbound.us slash refer, you can learn more about it there. You can get your unique referral link and send that to your friend who you think would be good, a uh, good fit for Unbound and a good fit for Ascend. Also, uh, right now we are accepting registrations for Basecamp. Um, as of the day that this podcast comes out, we're still running the best deal on Basecamp. So if you register before November 30th, you get a free t-shirt, um, which is, again, I've said it on Facebook. I think it's one of the coolest shirts we've ever offered. You should really check it out. Um, and then in addition to that, you save $200 on registration. So it's only $399 to register. So you can go to beunbound.us slash Basecamp to learn more about that. Um, and I would also, I just like to point out that this is, Actually, you guys don't really know this because this is behind the scenes, but this is the last podcast that Seth Showalter is editing for us. He was on the Unbound National Student Cabinet. He's been kind enough to edit the first 20 episodes or so of this podcast. Um, but shout out to Seth. Thanks for editing the podcast. The students have been enjoying it. We've had a blast doing it. And I'm super glad that you were able to help us produce it. So if you see Seth in person at an event or virtually on Facebook, make sure to let him know that you're grateful if you're a listener of the podcast. Um, with all of that being said, I'm going to hand the reins to Megan because she has the hard hitting holiday questions for us today. Thanks, Ben. Um, I'm going to kick this off with a question for everybody. So we are, the day of recording this, we're four days uh, prior to Thanksgiving. And so I'm wondering, what do you guys think is the appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music? Um, I know some people who think that's like July 1st and others who think we're still a week out from that. So do tell. Um, so mine has nothing to do with the time of year and everything to do with the weather. I have, I, I do not like, it's very uncomfortable for me to listen to Christmas music if it's not cold. Um, which I realize is not something that everybody can use as a measuring stick because you don't live in a state that gets snow, um, or ever gets cold enough to wear a sweatshirt, then you're kind of just out of luck. Um, but I have always lived in places, as far as I remember, I lived in Georgia once, I don't remember that, um, 
where it gets cold. And so I've always been able to use that as like a measuring stick for as long as I've cared about when you listen to Christmas music. So that's my personal, which means that here in Virginia, there have been days where I've been able to listen to Christmas music and other days where I just don't listen to Christmas music because the weather here is all over the place. And some days it's warm, some days it's cold. It's very confusing. So I have had like a very sporadic Christmas music experience this year so far. I feel like that'd be tricky. Like you'd get used to listening to Christmas music and then you have to turn it off. That's, but okay. Very interesting. Yeah, there's Before a lot of mood, mood shifts, but it's fine. I'd just like to note that if you're watching this podcast, um, Ellie is currently in a, a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So I think this means that today is not a Christmas music day. That is accurate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump on here and say that normally I am definitely an after Thanksgiving girl. Like when it comes to Christmas, I love fall. Fall's one of my favorite seasons. So I like getting as much as much leverage out of fall as I can before we switch to Christmas. This year, however, in 2020, um, I think, you know, May would have been a good time to start listening to Christmas music. Uh, I, I'd say at this point, kind of all bets are off and uh, and as early as people want to start. Yeah, it, so... And hopefully I'm probably as usual, I'll probably be the buzzkill on this podcast because I'm not in general, I'm not an incredibly seasonal person. So really like seasons kind of happen to me. I'm not, I don't really <laughs> usher in any festivities. I don't play Christmas music. Christmas music gets played. I go to the Walmart and I'm like, Oh, they're playing jingle bells or whatever and i'm like i guess it's probably christmas season there are obviously under other indicators as well but if you're talking i think post thanksgiving is like the most defensible position that exists um basically everybody i know that plays christmas music pre-thanksgiving is like a fanatic like they're they're a super fan right of thanksgiving but i i mean i tend to agree on like a theoretical level probably after Thanksgiving, let Thanksgiving have its time and then move into Christmas. That makes sense to me, but do I really care? Not really. (laughs) A defensible position. Christmas music as a defensible position. I'm not sure I've ever heard those things in the same sentence. Yet I'm, and nobody here is surprised that we heard those in a sentence from Ben Billups. Yes. Megan, what's your stance? I... I would tend to lean with Victoria and Ben. Like I would prefer to listen to Christmas music after Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's a little tricky because I feel like Christmas music then gets just such a short season and I love it so much that I tend to listen to music a lot more in December than in any other month. Um, But yeah, I'm generally wait and let Thanksgiving have its time while it gets a short little time. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're all very festive. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, Ellie, since uh, you think we're not very festive, uh, you can answer the next question, which is what is, in your opinion, the weirdest holiday tradition? This is the easiest question in the world for me. <laughs> any, of, any of the holiday traditions that include lying to children, I don't understand. Santa Claus, Elf on the Shelf, please drop in the comments any other ones that involve lying to children because <laughs> I will side with you on how weird they are. Um, I've never, I've never backed those ever. Um, and I was a child at nine years old who um, let every other child know that Santa Claus was not real. Um, so it was a problem for my young childhood friendships, but overall, I, was, I mean, I was just very honest child, so I don't see a problem with that. Um, but yeah, so any of the ones that involve lying, if I'm missing any of them, the only ones that come to mind right now is Santa Claus and Elf on the Shelf. I'm sure there's 
multiple others, but like uh, just in like the realm of like fantasy stuff, like Elf on the Shelf, Santa Claus, The Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, all that crap. Like, I'm just like, why are you, how are you going to reconcile this when the child turns nine, like I was, and realizes that all of this is 100% false? Okay, so this is a tangent, but now I'm really curious. When did you guys find out Santa Claus wasn't real? Were you heartbroken? Did you tell other people? Did you keep the secret? I want to know. Okay. Uh, I was never, I never believed that it was real. I wasn't ever told that Santa Claus was real. I was definitely raised um, on the side that I currently stand, um, that it's not real and it's wrong to lie to your kids about it. So that is very, like, big reason why I hold the opinion I do have now. Um, But yeah, I was never never believe that any of it was real. I just went around ruining it for the kids. Victoria? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Elliot said that. So we both have military family backgrounds and maybe that's part of it. Uh, We never did either. It was a game that we played and we would like write letters to Santa Claus and leave cookies out, but it was all just a big game. Um, And yeah, so we, there was never a time in which I thought Santa Claus was real. I just thought it was a, you know, an attitude that we had or, you know, just something that we did just for fun. Okay, so um, since it was a fun game. since you didn't believe Santa Claus is real, it was a whole game, but you did leave out cookies. Who got to eat the cookies? Mom and Dad. Okay, and now Savannah. It's not and I. Fair. So we we have kept the tradition going with the boys <laughs> because we're like, you know, this needs to come around. So now Mom and Dad go to bed early, and Savannah and I tell the boys that they need to leave cookies up, and then uh, Savannah and I, my sister and I, stay up late and eat them. Okay, gotcha. Yep, works out well. <laughs> <laughs> we I don't remember ever thinking Santa Claus was real either. It's similar to Victoria. We did the traditions like we would put out oatmeal on the lawn for the reindeer or leave out cookies for Santa. And we had like a special plate that we did it on, but it was just like a fun tradition or thing that we did. So, yeah, no, we just like hit on the staircase trying to catch my parents putting presents out. Um, fully knowing that it would be them and not Santa Claus, just so we could <laughs> be little pills, but you know. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, well, it sounds like everybody here has a, at least a relatively healthy relationship with a belief in Santa Claus. I, it's funny because like, I don't, I remember like my brother told me Santa Claus isn't real, but like, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was pretty young. And I also don't, like I was not, it didn't, affect my life I don't like I probably believed it but I probably didn't care if it was true you know it's one of those kind of things it's like like it it's not a deeply held belief I'm always curious because it's like it seems like a big deal like parents really want to keep it a secret and some kids are like heartbroken or whatever but I always wonder like is it really a big deal or are kids like I think kids are smarter than that like they're like okay well this is like a fun thing right and like maybe they think some part of it is true but does I don't know I would be really curious to know but I mean, the one kid that I ruined it for when I was nine years old told me there was no way Santa Claus couldn't be real because his mom couldn't afford the number of presents that he got for Christmas. So Santa Claus is the only option. Real talk. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> Some serious stuff there. Um, Victoria, I'd like to hear whether you prefer white lights or colored lights on a tree. White lights all the way. Really? Absolutely the white lights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoa. When I was like four, you know, maybe colored lights. <laughs> but um, yeah, a, there's a there's a strong divide in my family between the three younger kids and the three older kids. Uh, <laughs> the older ones prefer white, the younger ones prefer colored. We a year or two ago compromised and did both, but the tree dried out really fast. <laughs> so, oh gosh! Uh, so we typically took two 
yeah, white. I think white is elegant and pretty. And that's always been ever since I was a little kid, one of my favorite parts about the Christmas tree. I would uh, just ever since I was probably five or six, I still crawl under it every year and journal underneath or like look up through the branches or something. Just a tradition that I've held on to that I still like. Um, And I think the white ones are a lot better to look at. So yes, definitely white. White is elegant and pretty and lovely. Well, I think along that line, since that was an easy (laughs) answer, you ought to explain the present diving tradition as well. Oh my. That goes along with (laughs) this. Yes. Um, yes, there is a long and glorious tradition in my family um, between me and my my next sister. And it is called present diving. It happens on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and several years back, uh, our, our family had been going through a lot of hard stuff. And we decided, you know, we need a new tradition. And so after the younger kids went to bed, my next sister and I acted like we were three. And, um, and the goal is to flop over as many you know, furniture items as possible, check as many presents as possible. You're not allowed to shake them, but you can still jump over things and try and figure out how many presents you have and how many presents everyone else has. And is it even, and is it not? Um, and, uh, and it has, yeah, it has become a tradition. The other kids now at this point want to be a part of it, but we have them, you know, way to a certain age before they are old enough to be part of the, the present diving tradition. So yeah, if you want details on how that works, feel free to message me and I will explain to you too how you and your siblings can take part in this great tradition. Wow. I hope there's physical diving involved too. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, as, as much diving as you can do outside of a pool. The more you can squash the other sibling in the process, the better. Oh. That's always good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben, can you explain what your best and worst presents uh, have been? It's funny because I saw this and I was, I, I'm actually not sure what my worst present is. Like, I don't have like an immediate story, which I wish I did. Probably means I had a good family. Um, but <laughs> um, I do know what my best uh, present was by far, which was, I think this was like in high school. Um, my parents got me a free year of the entire Adobe suite, my brother and I, and that was basically like my entire career came from that. So <laughs> that present has paid surprised. back dividends. Um, but yeah, if I think back on like what present probably made the biggest impact on my life, definitely that one. Um, and I mean, I'd be curious to hear from you guys, if you have any horror stories, I, I mean, I have a weird aunt who sends me like stuff that just like seems out of touch. Like it seems like everybody's got one of those, but like nothing crazy, no giant pink bunny suits, nothing like that. But I don't know. Do you guys have anything crazy like that? See, now I'm thinking we ought to get Ben a giant pink bunny suit because yeah. like, this just sounds like a wasted opportunity. Well, you know, yeah, get in the giant peak bunny suit and then you can bring it to next Apex. And so we'll have like the one clip of Ben dancing in the gorilla suit from 2019. And then we can follow it up with the 2021 clip from dancing in the giant pink bunny suit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great. It's a fascinating we'll idea. We'll have Chinese food for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Okay. So I'm trying to think of like best and worst presents. Like kind of on the same lines. We got some sort of like out of touch presents from extended family members who just didn't really know what we were into as kids um, and tried to just get the generic things like Barbies and 
Harry Potter books and things like that. Um, and whenever I was a small child and we were a little bit more um, conservative than we are now, <laughs> Harry Potter books and Barbies were not acceptable. Um, so there are some moments like that. Um, there was a Christmas in my like teen, young, like not quite adult years where I got a robe for Christmas and which like just starting off with that, some people may just think that's a bad idea, but let me expound on what kind of robe this was. This was a giant, like fluffy blue, like sky blue robe with sheep on it. And I don't think I've ever like had a moment where I just did not know how to react whenever I opened something on Christmas morning. Um, but that was that moment. Anyway, long story short, robe was returned. <laughs> um, money was used for something else. But yeah, that was definitely the, that was the strangest present I ever got from somebody who I thought knew me pretty well. And I was just like, and I was like, a lot of questions about who you think I am and what you think I like um, when I got that present. So yeah, I rectified it by returning it. Anyway. I'm trying to picture you, Ellie, in like a sky blue robe with. If I have to wear a buddy suit, you have to wear that. <laughs> That's. All right, Megan, um, take note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I say I just, you know. I would staff. love another situation where I can return a Christmas present and buy something I want. So go for it, Megan. Get me the, the blue robe so I can take it back to the store, get the credit, and buy something else. It's fine with me. Was it like <laughs> expensive? Was that like a lot of money or do you remember? Um, I don't think so. Like it's okay. like a JC Penny situation. Okay. Like, yeah. I got you. Yeah. A non-refundable robe. Okay. <laughs> cool. Bonfire <laughs> material. This is fantastic. <laughs> Just go out to the brother's house. Jonathan, take note. I'll be over there sometime after Christmas with a giant blue robe to light on fire. So. <laughs> yeah, we burned the Christmas tree last year. So it, you know, very similar. There so. you go. You're like at Walmart in the robe buying lighter fluid. <laughs> like what a, you know. Yep. Yeah. I'll fit right in with the whole Walmart crowd. I bet burning that's good questions. for the environment. Um, Take that note, Megan, when you buy that robe. Just consider the environment because yeah. you're getting that present. Mm. Because Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we kind of answered this earlier, but just for a quick touch base, uh, we're going to do a quick poll. Uh, so just vote. Uh, is Santa sweet or creepy? We already know he's not true, but is he sweet or creepy? <laughs> creepy. <laughs> not surprised. Creepy. I'd say sweet. I think. <laughs> I think the idea is nice, but in actuality, like people who dress up like Santa Claus are creepy like that's i think it's sort of like nice idea terrible execution i gotta say i i think i'm with ben on this one um the idea is is very sweet and depending on how you do it it can be an incredibly sweet and meaningful tradition uh however like anything in life i think it is possible for us to take it and make it creepy so take note ask your kids what they think and make sure that you're not erring on the creepy side I mean, you think trauma like Ellie? <laughs> yeah. There's definitely an element of the concept too that's creepy, where you're like, "Oh, this is there's this eternal old man who has a bunch of gnome slaves in north in the North Pole who comes down your <laughs> chimney, like breaks into your house, but in order to give gifts, right? Like, I think, 
like everything up to the giving gifts part is like weird and creepy. But yep. the last part sure. kind of saves the idea. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. When you put it that way, Ben, it sounds more like a Grimm's fairy tale. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's basically a Grimm's fairy tale, but like, but like with better pictures, like nice looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're gonna call them wow. elves instead of slaves. Like, wow. where did the elves come from? Why do they work for this guy? Do they even like their job? Like, is this a voluntary relationship? We don't know anything. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot questions. of questions to be had. Yes. Yep. I have a whole podcast just on that. Um, like an investigative, like a radio lab. Who is oh Santa gosh. Claus? <laughs> that would be really fun, actually. <laughs> Great use of time. Yes. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, this is the last question I have on our list, which is what do you want for Christmas this year? Love in my heart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, we could have a whole podcast just on those having, answers right there. Having Victoria and Ben answer at the same moment and have such wildly different answers was amazing. Uh, what did you Best say, Victoria? Best moment of the podcast so far. I missed it. I said a private jet so I can quit dealing with all of the airlines that I've had so many houses with for the last six weeks. I mean, private I think that's jet. something we would all get on, on board with. So. On board yeah. with. <laughs> no nice point. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. I need to, this is extremely practical. Um, I need a new place to live by the end of the year because I'm leaving my apartment. So a new apartment would be fantastic. Um, before Christmas, yeah. actually, if it could happen before Christmas, um, that'd be great. A, an apartment on Christmas morning would be a little awkward because I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Um, but something before Christmas early gift, that'd be fantastic. So if you guys would, would like to help out with that situation, that'd be great. Ellie, there's a big tree in my backyard. We could build something under it. <laughs> okay, Victoria, <laughs> build something under it? No, no, no. If you have a big tree and you want me to it. live around the area, it needs to be like a, a legitimate tree house built into okay. the tree. Okay. Living on the it ground under the ground. tree is just sad. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. Tree house, I, I might consider. Gotcha. So these have been like very Christmas centric questions, but I'm curious to know, like, is, do you, do you guys do anything unconventional for Thanksgiving? Like, are you Turkey people? Are you ham people? Are you duck people? Like, I'm curious. Okay. Uh, I have a good answer to this. Okay. So, Go for it. In my house growing up, we always had Turkey for Thanksgiving and then ham for Christmas and Easter. Like it was a thing. Never change. And when we got into our upper teens, mom asked us, like, what do you guys, you know, want for Thanksgiving? And we were like, we always have turkey. We just want turkey. She's like, well, nobody ever seems to eat the leftovers. And we we're like, oh, well, we don't like turkey. She's like, well, I don't have to buy turkey. And we're like, no, we still have to have turkey on this holiday. So um, my poor mom for having to put up with that is the same. But yeah, turkey has to be eaten on the actual day. None of us like to eat the leftovers. So we just kind of ignore them until they go bad. Wow. Okay. So it's Have more you ever like tried? symbolic consumption. It's like yeah. you don't actually like it, but you're like, ah, oh, it's Thanksgiving. It's super true. Mm -hmm. Wow. Have you ever tried leftover dishes? Like yeah, what charge you for leftovers? Like, she'd make like turkey soup. We do a lot of turkey sandwiches. We just don't love the flavor of turkey. Okay. I highly recommend turkey oh. pot pie. Turkey soup, <laughs> not, mm, not yeah. really 
on board with that idea. Mm-hmm. Turkey pot pie though is the only one that I found that is actually decent. Okay. Um, yeah. So my family, Megan did the same thing. It was Turkey for Thanksgiving ham for Christmas and Easter. But I will say this Thanksgiving, I have different plans than my typical traditional ones because one, I will not be um, at home with my family for Thanksgiving. So all of those like traditional meal things aren't necessarily happening. Um, And we're going to be having like a Friendsgiving situation with a few people. And we have decided that to make turkey more interesting because we're all on board with the idea that turkey is relatively boring. um, We're going to be doing bacon wrapped turkey bites. Oh, okay. Now that sounds amazing. Yeah. So forget like... We're not like going to cook the whole turkey because that's a pain all on its own. Um, I tried that. I've tried that once in my life on my own. And that was a massive headache. And I would just, I got done with it. And I was like, why in the world did I spend so much energy on this thing that I don't even like? Um, so we're scrapping that, doing tur- turkey breasts and turkey legs and yeah, wrapping everything in bacon. So, Wow. I mean, I support the wrapping it in bacon. That's, that's great regardless. But I don't understand all the people who don't like turkey. Like, I love turkey. <laughs> we you can do, eat it all okay Works for me. But we always do actually typically we'll do both things both turkey and ham on thanksgiving and then christmas is is different but um everyone in my family likes both except for my youngest brother who's just uh ham fam i guess and so uh so last night we actually we had some turkey last night from a different meal and my little brother, everyone else is enjoying it. My little brother's sitting there and there's a little conversation. And out of the blue, he just pipes up, man, I can't wait for spiral ham. <laughs> and then he keeps going with the normal conversation. So, so we do have both in my family, but, but typically we enjoy both. Because if you could have both turkey and ham, why not? I will say like one of the best things about having a turkey is turkey broth. Because you can do a lot of things with turkey broth. And broth is actually flavorful and tastes good. And is like doesn't have the main problem turkey has, and which is my opinion is being really dry. Mm-hmm. So we should just eat the dark meat. I mean, I do. I mean, that's also why there's gravy. That's my. That's how yeah. I do it. Well, <laughs> I think yeah, it's about preparation. Like a couple of years ago, my mom got into smoking meat, and so she smokes mm-hmm. our turkey, and that Ooh. that's the best turkey in my opinion. Is if you can get it smoked and it's well prepared, and it's actually like done in brine and the whole nine yards like it's not dry tastes amazing so that's i'm a fan of that we've never really been a ham family i'm probably the ham in our family but i knew that was coming yeah, yeah. Just, there was no way that <laughs> it sentence was could sitting there. <laughs> um and um but we do typically we do turkey on thanksgiving and then we do lasagna on christmas that is our personal family yeah, trip back that yeah it's pretty solid Although my whole theory about lasagna is like it always tastes better the next day because like the flavors mm-hmm. get to sit because you you can have the lasagna fresh it tastes great but you put it in the fridge you reheat it it's like a hundred times better so anyway yep yeah that's Very what true. we do mm-hmm. that's interesting never ever done casseroles for a holiday meal so mm-hmm. so day after Christmas everyone's gonna show up at Ben's we'll just make sure it's all gone by then um right on well thank you guys for tuning in to this uh maybe slightly abbreviated holiday podcast i hope you found it entertaining 
once again, just like we said at the beginning, go to beunbound.us slash refer. If you know somebody who's a good fit for this community, a good fit for our program, and go to beunbound.us slash Basecamp if you want to learn how to master life skills and become a more functional human being in the universe. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>